1: Hello, Celina friends. This is Rick Rogers and... Audrey Henby. And you're listening to the On The Record podcast, brought to you by the Salina Record and the Star Local Media Podcast Network. And we are recording here at the Makers Gym Studios. Audrey, we are in the presence of royalty.
2: <laughs> we are. We are. It's a good day.
1: There's even... I know this is a podcast, so they cannot see this, but there's even a crown in the room isn't there i
2: didn't see the crown
1: there's a crown Oh, it's got a glass
2: box and everything
1: yes my goal is to hopefully be able to wear the crown by the end of the uh, podcast episode we'll we'll find out
2: picture didn't happen that's a negative
1: (laughs) But (laughs) but the reason we are here and the reason we are in the presence of royalty is that our special guest today audrey is jennifer daly mrs texas international Jennifer, thank you for joining us.
3: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. And I appreciate that you're appreciating the crown and the box. I mean, it's a whole thing. Um, but yeah, you can't wear it. I'm sorry to break your heart at the beginning.
1: So Jennifer, I did notice you, <laughs> you don't have security. I would think if you had a crown and you were carrying a crown around in a, in a kind of see-through glass box there that you might have a couple security guards, but...
3: Oh, I have triggers. I mean, if you touch it without the fingerprints, you know, without my fingerprints, then there could be, you know, ramifications from that. Good to know. (laughs) Good to know.
1: Good to know. You know, the president has the nuclear football. Jennifer Daly has the crown. She has the crown. All right. Enough. Enough with the fun. So, hey, we are here talking to Jennifer, Mrs. Texas International, um, about what exactly that means. Um, so I guess the first question, Jennifer, is can you explain a little bit about what it what it means to be Mrs. Texas International?
3: Absolutely. You know, I had someone come to me a couple of years ago and say, hey, I think you should do this. And they were re- referencing a pageant. And I laughed. I thought, you are so funny. Um, why would I want to do that? And so they begin to explain, you know, a lot of people don't understand pageants or they have a misrepresentation of what it means. And yes, there are those pageants out there that are glitzy and glam and all about the beauty. But do I compete in those? No. It's, you know, it's really about the community for me. It's about serving people and volunteering. There's so many wonderful nonprofits that we have. And if we had someone to stand up and say, hey, these people need help. Here's what they do. And so I began to see the opportunity in pageants to one, help serve the community, help nonprofits, and to show my daughters what it means to have some goals and go after them and to work hard. You know, we all want our kids to grow up and work hard and help society. This is my way to actually be the example and show them.
1: So in terms of your role, I mean, you were out. We talked about it right before we started the podcast. I mean, you were all over North Texas this past weekend for the 4th of July. Um, When you're making those public visits, I mean, what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish when you are speaking to the crowd at the Splash and Blast in Mm -hmm. Salina or you're going to the downtown McKinney Parade? I mean, what are you uh, hoping to accomplish? What is the message you want to get out to those who are in attendance?
3: I want to inspire and encourage and bring people together. You know, the last couple of years, we have been isolated, disconnected, and We were built for community. We were created and designed on purpose for a purpose. And that is to be together and and just help and grow and share. And so when I'm out at these events, I love being with the kids. I love taking pictures. They see a crown and they're like, oh, that's a princess, you know. And I get to say, hey, it's so cool to have this crown because I get to help people even more. And so I get to share that with them. And then shaking the hands of adults and everyone around, um,
2: you know, to me, it's just about community. Love it. Jennifer, I know this has become something that's a family thing, too. You and your daughters <laughs> have all kind of done this together. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that journey and what that's been like? Yes. My daughters actually got me into this. Um, so... the
3: Zoe, my oldest, who is going into sixth grade in the fall. She actually was scouted by National American Miss, which we had no idea at the time was just this massive pageant system, one of the best of the best. And she we went out we went out for it. She, we were like, this is you know, this is what it is. Do you want to do it?" She said, "Yes, let's go for it." And so we get there in a little dress from Dillard's, and all these girls walk out in these ball gowns and we were like, "Wow. We didn't know this was a whole thing. And so Zoe, out of 193 girls in her age division that year, placed fourth runner up in her little dress from Dillard's. Wow! We were like, OK, she's got a talent. There's something going on here. So she continued on, went to nationals and represented um, Salina at a national stage. And it was really amazing. And then Lexi comes through. She wins Miss Texas her first pageant. And it was at her pageant that I was approached and said, hey, you should do this, too. There's a Mrs. Division. I left. My girls looked at me and were like, oh, no, no, no. You need to do this. And so then began my
1: journey. <laughs> so what can the pageant teach young young people? You know, teach, oh. teach your daughters. I mean, I would imagine there are so many life lessons that going through that type of process can help them in their future, going through, obviously, Absolutely. careers. What, what, what are some benefits of the, of it?
3: Both of my girls can stand on a stage and speak to a crowd without a pro- any problem. And this is one of the things I love about pageants is that it is teaching them lifelong skills. You get to interview. I mean, how many kids at eight and 11 years old can you know be interviewed by an adult? That's just a lifelong skill. So they have been interviewed multiple times. They love it. They see it as a positive thing. As a conversation, they've had to introduce themselves with a 30 second intro on a national stage, both of them. So I, you know, I want really parents to see out there that uh, the pageant world can be life lessons for kids. You know, my, my girls, we were talking about this weekend. Both my girls were out there. Zoe is Miss Preteen Lone Star International. So when we went in March, we both competed together. We both won our divisions together. And it was just a huge blessing now to be able to walk this journey together. So Zoe was out at Splash and Blast this past weekend, as was Lexi. And she's out there. She's talking to people. She's built a campaign called Hearts for Heroes. She's helping military and she's helping first responders. Um, You know, I've had many parents say, wow, She's she's how old she's 11, you know, <laughs> and she she's a heart for people, too.
1: Well, I mean, I saw I, I witnessed both of you on the stage at Splash and Blast in Salina over the weekend. And there is no way a preteen Rick gets on stage in front of <laughs> thousands of people there. And the poise, I mean, just it was like no big deal. It was amazing. Oh, thank you. It was amazing. It was amazing.
2: <laughs> Jennifer, I know when we talked about a year ago, mm-hmm. you were telling me about how there's not that many pageants for married women for Mrs. Right. versus Miss. Right. So can you talk to me about what that experience has been like and in, in kind of navigating all of that? Yes, my eyes have really been open to that as I've
3: um, gone further in this last year or so. And I think that more and more pageant systems are offering the Misses now because they see the benefit. You know, when I go to these misses pageants, I am blown away by these women. I am competing with doctors and lawyers and stay-at-home moms that have are raising their kids and doing amazing things. And just, I have had some of the most amazing relationships built from women that I have met in pageants. It's like, these are my people. They are women that are go-getters and are literally we say we are changing the world one crown at a time.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but this is not all you do. And I think that's important to make sure that people know is mm-hmm. that you have a career and mm-hmm. you know obviously you're a mom. I mean, you're not just uh just uh, on the pageant circuit, are you?
3: No, I'm not. So, I have an MBA um with a focus in human resources and I love HR because it's all about people and it's about serving your employees. And so right now I'm the vice president of human resources for a digital marketing company. And I love that I get to cross both worlds. I'm actually having Miss Texas International speak um, to my employees, to my managers today, this afternoon, which I'm really excited about because she's a mental health advocate. So yes, so there's that component to me. I'm a mom, a wife, you know, there's so, as adults, we're balancing so many things, um, but there's different seasons of our life for different things. And I believe in saying the right no to say the right yes. So there are things I say no to, we all have to say no (laughs) Um, so that we can balance and pour into the right areas in our life.
1: And you have a website, CheeringOnMoms.com. So what is the purpose of the website?
3: So I started that a couple of years ago because I have grown up being a cheerleader. And I know that my calling in that is to encourage others. So CheeringOnMoms.com is is my home base for um, my writing. So I'm a published author, two-time published author. Um, My speaking, so I'll speak to many women's groups across the country. And then um, also coaching, I'm a certified master level certified life coach. So I get the opportunity to have some one on one time with women and coach them through, you know, they see me, they see me going after my dreams. And like you said, balancing all the other things. And they're like, how can you help me figure this out, too? I have dreams. I have goals. And that is something I absolutely love is getting to be one on one with those women.
1: Do you sleep? (laughs)
3: Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's a long list of uh, of things on your plate. That's amazing. So on that website, something really struck me. Three words, unity and community. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? And what should that mean to people who come to your site or who talk to you?
3: Uh, We just, we need community right now more than ever. That is just what I am pushing for. And what I want people to see is the reason, you know, when we, come together we all have our differences over the last couple of years we fought about masks about vaccines about politics everything out there but when we realize that those differences coming together actually make us strong teams because you're talented and gifted in areas that i'm not and so you make me stronger when we work together and i want people to see that so i believe when when we can come together there's unity and community and that's the goal that's what we're striving for that is the message i'm promoting
1: Because you also talk about embrace plus serve Mm -hmm. equals unity and community.
3: Right. So to me, those are the action steps. Embrace each other's differences and serve one another. I think it's about a positioning of the heart, if that makes sense. Can you position your heart to look at other people um, and appreciate them for their differences, appreciate who they are and what they can bring to your life? So when we position our heart to serve others, then then we can come together and make a big difference for the world so what is next for you what's on the agenda for for the next while So in um, a week and a half, goodness, a week and a half, uh, Zoe and I leave for an international competition. I'm competing for Mrs. International. She's competing for Miss Preteen International. And so we will just see, you know, what that holds. We're going to go represent Salina, represent Texas on this international stage. I'm competing with 55 other women that are from all different countries and states, as Zoe is as well so if we win our divisions there then we would represent internationally we would be traveling and speaking to groups as well like we are now on the texas level
1: so where and when is that
3: it is in kingsport tennessee and it is in i leave on the 16th and it's that whole next week for me and then the week after for zoe
1: so what is the uh, preparation for something like that.
3: A lot of work, little sleep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, s- sounds like you're used to that. Yeah, so, yeah, no,
3: no. So we have been practicing. We have an amazing coach and an amazing director and team. Um, and we practice our walks. So I compete in fitness walk, an evening gown walk, an interview, an stage interview. And Zoe competes in fun fashion for informal and interview as well. So we practice interview, we practice being able to speak about what's important to us and what our platform is like unity and community. And we practice our walks. I don't know if y'all know but Walking in six inch heels, toiling around in a cape, is not for the faint of heart. You got to practice that stuff.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if you know that I'm pretty, I can walk pretty well in six inch oh, heels. Yeah. Okay, I
3: don't sounds
0: think like I know what that. we're doing
1: this Actually, afternoon. Though, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, the, the heels are on cowboy boots, but anyway, there you go. Uh, yeah, okay. how about that?
2: <laughs> no, that's great. I do love that you, you mentioned mentioning, um, you mentioned representing Salina on a national stage, on an international stage. What has that been like to bring? This is Salina. We represent the city of Salina yes. to such a large audience. Oh, I love that
3: Salina's motto is life connected because that fits perfectly with what I'm trying to do and bring people together. So being able to say, hey, this is what I'm about. I'm about community and I've learned it here the best. I know it from my hometown, from being in Salina, Texas, where life is connected. Salina does an amazing job. You know, our Friday night markets, you know, everyone comes out to the games on Friday night because that's what you do in Salina. You know, I love our, our town square and Lucy's and all the businesses down there that really promote community and bringing people together. And so we, not only do I get to show that, but I get to reflect back on the example that Salina is. I think it's a great example city model for many to model after.
1: So, you know, I think sometimes there's maybe some misconceptions about pageants about mm-hmm. about what you know what you're involved in. I mean, what what would you talk to some folks who maybe still think of what a pageant might be? Two decades ago, or three dec- decades ago, mm-hmm. and compared to what you're involved with today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would—that's where the embrace comes in. You know, I would ask those people to embrace something different, open your minds to something that is new. So we, yes, we have sequins and stilettos, but we also serve. And it's about the people and making a difference. I have so many other pageant sisters that, um, like I was saying, Miss Texas International promotes mental health. Um, you know, there are so many different areas um, that we need to do. So Zoe, my daughter, Miss Preteen Lone Star, she promotes helping first responders and military. So she's partnered with Operation Gratitude to get letters and those letters are sent to deployed military and she makes gift baskets for first responders i mean these pageant women and girls are doing amazing things and so i would say please um come to pageant see these women hear these women you know introduce yourself and and meet us because we want to meet you and we want to make a difference
1: love it love it so you mentioned you're a two-timed published author yes and I think I've uh, heard of the book Zoe Z- Zoe the Zebra. That's a tongue twister. Zoe the Zebra <laughs> meets Lexi the Lion.
3: Yes. Let's uh, introduce
1: <laughs> us to Zoe the Zebra and Lexi the Lion. Who are they? So
3: those names are obviously after my girls' names, uh, I and we <laughs> so. I use my
1: context clues on that. I
3: appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so the whole point is that a zebra and a lion—you don't see them hanging out, but. Can we imagine it? Can we, you know, create a world where they do? And that's what the book is about is they meet each other. I don't want to spoil the end. So I will not tell y'all the story. You have to read it for yourself. But these two animals meet and I get to travel to preschools and ah, this is amazing, y'all. I feel so blessed. So this past couple of months, I have traveled via Zoom to Indonesia, Ukraine, Russia, Africa, um, trying to think of all the other countries. And these, uh, these people from different countries have allowed me to come in on zoom and read to their kids. And I had kids in Rwanda sing to me y'all. That was just about the most special moment I could have had. Um, they were singing in their native tongue to me as I came on and I got to then read to them. And there was a translator of course, but that book is really about, Hey, you may not see us as friends, we can be friends. And that's what I tell kids when I'm speaking at schools is, hey, look across the playground and find someone that's different than you. Just might be your new best friend. And the other book? The other book was published in 2016. Um, Kathy Lip, I co-wrote it. Kathy Lip has a book called Clutter Free, and uh, we wrote together Clutter Free, the Bible Study, What Jesus Has to Say About Your Stuff. It's very interesting.
1: Well, I thought it was gonna be like how to clean my closet because I got to tell you, <laughs> if that's what it would be about, I really need that help. Right? Uh, at least according to my wife who, who bugs me about, you know, how cluttered my closet is, but oh, oh, talk about who's Jennifer Daly before you were Mrs. Texas international.
3: I was the same person. So the crown just kind of amplifies who I am. It gives me a bigger megaphone to speak. Um, I am a wife of a Plano firefighter and mom to two amazing girls. Um, I have a heart to serve people and help nonprofits. I'm a writer. I love writing. And I always come with a warning label, if you're in my life, that I'm a writer and what you say may be used in my writing.
1: I love it. I, also, radio, right? You said yes. you graduated from the University of Texas at Austin, correct?
3: I did. I won't mention the year, but I did graduate from the University of <laughs> Texas at Austin. This is a
1: safe space, I promise. Hook them
3: hook horns. Um, I actually married an Aggie, so we say house divided, God united. It's the only way it works. Um, but yes, I graduated. My undergrad is in radio, television, and film, and I worked in radio for a couple of years um, before going and getting an MBA in HR and then going that route. And yes, I miss radio. I love radio, but doing these podcasts like this are so fun. It kind of brings me back.
1: (laughs) I can tell. No, you can definitely tell that you're very comfortable in front of the microphone, Mm -hmm. for sure. So this whole process is a family affair, no doubt. Your daughters have been involved Mm -hmm. and I saw you all at the last Friday Night Market, and your husband is taking photo. I mean, it is definitely, I can kind of tell, I think he might be your PR person. I'm just, yes, you know, I'm, I'm right. taking a guess there, but, you know, uh, talk about, I don't think you could probably do what you're doing without the support of your family, correct?
3: Absolutely. So we had a family meeting before I even went on this journey, and I said, this is what it looks like. This is the commitment level. If I win, this is what it looks like. Before I could finish, everybody's like, yes, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Um, my husband has been so involved he's even learned the dances with me so that when i get to nationals like i'm good to go he has built me a stage at home we actually have a studio in our house that we created. it was a formal dining room who needs that Nobody. we don't need that no. so we, we we sold all the furniture painted the walls white we are actually signed um actresses and models my girls and i so we had work with a um a talent agent here in dallas and so we do auditions during the week and then um we take that's kind of our photo studio and then it's also our walks that's where we practice all our walks and everything so we are all in when it comes to like the family and you know the pageants and preparing we we're all in
1: (laughs) so this is obviously you know a podcast dedicated to salina texas and Mm -hmm. what makes salina special so we have to ask you, like we'll ask all of our guests, you know, what to you makes Salina, Texas, special?
3: Oh, the heart of the people. I mean, people here you know community want community. They'll get out and support one another. Our local businesses are amazing. You know, they just open their doors to events, and uh, there's always something going on. Um, so yeah, I would just say the heart of the people.
1: Are you born born and raised Texan?
3: Yes. Wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Born in this area <laughs> or?
3: No, I actually, it's kind of funny. My husband was born and raised in this area, in the Flower Mound, Louisville area. Um, and I always, I just wanted to get here as fast as I could. So I lived in Houston for many years. And then in high school, we moved to Kerrville, a beautiful okay. hill country. Sure. Love the hill yeah. country. And then from there is when I went to UT Austin, graduated, met Daniel, and we said, let's start our life in the Dallas area. And we landed up here. And so we're. Slowly worked your way up. We did. Yes, More. exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, so at the end of the podcast, we love mm-hmm. to play a little game. It's a little ten questions with, and Audrey hasn't seen these questions either, so you're not alone in these questions being a surprise. But what we like to do is we like to also answer them with you. That way, you're okay. not, You're not just on your own. How's that sound? Sounds all right. Great. So we're gonna fire away. Okay. You should be used to this, right? You're mm-hmm. used to questions, and you know, mm-hmm. and let's so let's do this. All right. So, what is currently in your Apple Music or Spotify playlist.
3: Ooh, Toby Mac. Okay. Love some Toby Mac. All right. Um, I got to get, you know, my jams pumping. Am I supposed to like rapid fire or do you want me to talk about it No, no, no. Talk about it. No, talk about it. We, <laughs> we want to know the why
1: behind the answer.
3: Yeah. I love Toby Mac. Pumped up. Really good music. Been listening to him since he was DC talk and I was like, you know, 11 years old. So, yeah.
1: Love it. All <laughs> right.
2: I've been listening to the new Florence and the Machine album. It's beautiful. It's just next-level stuff for her. So that's, what, that's yeah. what's been on my list lately.
1: So um, my little story is this. So my daughter, um, who goes to school at University of Arkansas, her car is broken down. So we had to give mm-hmm. her um, one of our cars. So I'm driving the uh, Salina Records Star Local Media van, which the radio <laughs> in the van happens to be stuck on the country music station. So I... Actually, I'm really into the new Luke Combs album, because so, <laughs> I can't change it. Uh, so I'll, I'll just give a shout out to The Wolf. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Um, but no, actually, if you have not listened to it, and I actually do love country, but um, too. but the new Luke Combs album is is really, it's, it's good. Mm. It's very good. All right. <laughs> so there's my little story. If you see me driving around in a van, now you know why. Um, so, favorite... Color. I know this is so like, kind of a simple question, but I thought, you know, hey, as someone who has to kind of uh, put on put on gowns, I thought, I you know, what what's the color?
3: Oh, teal. Now, I will not wear a teal gown on stage. It's just not in. It's just not a thing right now. Um, I wear sequins uh, over, you know, all kinds of different colors, but not teal. Um, but if I have to pick something, I always navigate towards like the blues because they're just relaxing to me. It's the beach. So, yeah, teal.
2: When I was a kid, it was maroon because I was in Plano ISD and I was on track to go to Plano Senior. And maroon just meant maturity and adulthood and Ah. all the cool things that life holds. Um, I ended up going to Plano West, so (laughs) go Wolves. Um, But I will say Periwinkle has been a personal favorite lately. Again, because it's so calming and it's, it's just a good color.
1: Harry Winkle. Harry Winkle. Come on. Oh my God. You're interviewing
2: two to, women. We're going to go specific on you. Oh,
1: well, I'm going to be boring and um, go purple. You can't see my shirt, um, but I really like purple. Uh, I don't know why. Not have uh, picked that
3: for you. Yeah.
1: No, I am interesting. Big, big purple guy. It's
3: a happy color. <gasps> okay.
1: Yeah. Funny story as well. Um, so, my family owned a store in St. Louis where I'm from, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. We owned a party supply store. We opened up a new location. I was 13 at the time, 14 maybe. And this is in like 89, 90, I uh, just aged myself, um, that Barney had blown up, the purple dinosaur. So my dad thought it'd be a good idea for me to be Barney and wave to people walking, <laughs> driving down the street while people threw things at me because everyone hated Barney. But somehow I still love purple. So there's that. Okay. Enough about me. My Um, grandfather
2: loved to say that things like that are character building. So he would have told you that's character building. Well,
1: I still remember it. And I'm 47 (laughs) now. So there you go. Um, Favorite season of the year.
3: Mm, probably winter. I mean, I'm a girl really? that, yeah, I, I love the boots. I love the tall, I love the winter fashion. Um, even though I'm not a big fashionista person, I like the tall boots and the jackets and the, yeah, I uh, like winter. The I, fireplaces. Look,
1: I, call, I call it the, the uh, yeah, that's yeah.
3: that's not really what I was going for. <laughs> not really what I was thinking,
2: but, uh, fireplaces and blankets and s'mores. And, yeah. All
3: yes. Winter. winter.
1: <laughs>
2: I do love me some winter fashions. I think the 2 weeks of spring that we get here in Texas are my favorite. It's just it's like a breath of fresh air. Everything's just got this perfect temperature mm-hmm. to it and it just feels fresh. So I think I think I like spring.
1: The 2 week the com- two weeks, Yeah, yeah. The, the 2 week comet is spot on. And um, it's like
2: 2 weeks extended over a period of time in between yes. ice storms and super hot. Like there's it's a it's an a agglom- like a yes. a collection of 2 weeks.
1: Yes. So so mine's the fall. Love football, love the fall. Um Yeah. Just easy. The fall. (laughs) Favorite place to visit on a vacation. Either you've been there or maybe you want to go in the future.
3: So I'm just going to put this out there. I've never been to Hawaii. I need this girl needs to go to Hawaii. I need that kind of relaxation. Um, I love to visit tropical locations um, and because of the flight flying time to hawaii and back Mm -hmm. you know you lose a couple days we've just never gone there and um if anyone would like to send me i need to go so thank you very much
2: (laughs) paris is always going to have to be my answer i was a a french major in college i did french and journalism and so um everyone asked me are you gonna are you gonna do a study abroad and i said no not really you know but um paris is on the bucket list and it's still on the bucket list so someday Mm. paris yes
1: Okay, so I'm. A, it's kind of funny. So Hawaii is my answer, oh. and uh, the story is that it's our 25th wedding anniversary. My wife Elizabeth and my, and and we were going to go to Hawaii well instead we decided to buy star local media and the salina <laughs> record and uh probably this summer now we're going to go to the gaylord texan down the street so anyway but hey that's someday awesome. someday hawaii yes, too but yes. we're really happy with the decision we'll we get made, a palm promise. tree and
2: put it in the newsroom promise
1: well that's yeah yeah it's the 26th <laughs> so we gotta get working on that um city i think i know the answer to this but i'm gonna i'm gonna ask anyway city life or country life Mm -hmm. Oh, she might surprise me.
3: Um, Gosh, I really need a mix of both. Um, But if I had to pick, I'd probably go Country Life.
2: Okay. I think I'd go Country Life, but I do love that we live in a metroplex where you can drive down the tollway and have Mm -hmm. a completely urban experience at the Star District in Frisco and then drive about 20 minutes up the road and then you have Salina. It's magic. No one else gets that.
1: We we do get kind of the best of both worlds with Mm -hmm. that. So I I definitely am a City Life uh, person. Um, my ideal living situation, and I'm not living it now because I'm not, you know, single, is uh, is that, you know, I would live somewhere where I can just walk down, you know, walk to the corner pub or just be a walkable kind of lifestyle. I think that I've always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I also love that I can drive out the salina and there's longhorns grazing and you get kind of the wide open spaces of that, too.
3: Cows. I love seeing the cows. Exactly. There's you you feel like you're in Texas, yes. right? There's nothing
1: like a sunset you know, in, in, Mm -hmm. in the countryside of Salina, Texas still, um, outside of Salina, what is your favorite spot to visit in Texas? Ooh,
3: um, Austin. I have a lot of friends there. Went to college there. It's beautiful. Part of the hill country. Um, you've got the lake and yeah, it's just beautiful. It's a different experience. Um, but the, the land is beautiful.
1: Very cool.
2: This is more sentimental. Um, my family used to vacation in a beach house in Galveston Beach every summer when I was a kid. And we would buy fireworks and we would light them up. It was usually around either my birthday or my brother's birthday. And uh, we always got a fireworks show for our birthday. And it was just the most special thing. We don't get to do it too, you know, much more because everyone's yeah. kind of grown up. But those are always cherished memories. That's
1: awesome. So Austin definitely has the cool vibe, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that about it when i go to austin i feel like i'm 67 instead of 47 because (laughs) everybody is young and hip and you know i'm Mm -hmm. i'm not um (laughs) you know i I love going to to corpus christi the beaches uh port aransas um yeah so i always kind of gravitate towards the water for sure Mm -hmm. for sure um all right favorite part of being a mom
3: Ooh, um I could narrow that down to just one thing. Um, you know, just being with my girls and them wanting to be with me and spend time with me, you know, kind of like you were saying, not the cool vibe anymore, not feeling like it. Well, when they want to be with me, I feel like, yes, I'm doing something right. Like, they choose to hang out with me or talk to me um, when they come to me for advice. Like, those are just highlights of being a mom that you just hope to be there for your kids and someone that they aspire to be. So yeah, so many facets though.
2: I'm going to flip the narrative because as of now, I'm only a plant mom. Um, But (laughs) I will say what I love about my mom. My mom has always been my cheerleader, but she's also been the person to say you need to be willing to shake the tough things off and get back up and keep going. And she's been the person who's taught me how to be strong and how to be okay with whatever life throws at you and still find a way to find joy in it and find funny things to say. Um, and that's, that's, I'm trying to just take that and learn as much as I can. Cause it's such a valuable
1: set of lessons. Mm-hmm. That's good. I, I can't even follow that up. That was so good guys. I know. Just I know. I'm just going to say <laughs> not, not applicable. How's that? That's my answer. That's not fair. N, 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 a. That was really good stuff. Um, Favorite part of being Mrs. Texas International.
3: Oh, do we all get to answer this? Because y'all's questions, y'all's answers could be really interesting. Oh. No, no, this one's just this one's just for you. I'm gonna take his non applicable. Yes. Um doing it with my daughter, having the experience, you know, winning on the same night. Uh, she, her category was, um, or her division was, um, crowned before mine. And so I'm back there, you know, with tears streaming and, you know, so excited for her and, um, getting to see all of that unfold. So us walking this journey together, going to all these appearances and events together has been amazing. My favorite part.
1: Love it. Love it. All right. We will answer this one together. Um, what is something about you that others and maybe close to you don't know?
3: Ooh, close to me that don't know. Um, There's not much. I will say outside of my family, a lot of people don't know I have a hidden talent. And now you guys can't really see it, but I can wiggle my ears. I can wiggle my ears independently of each other. And people are like, what are you doing? So I don't do it often because people are like, whoa, that's weird. Um, But I I consider it a talent. I can move my ears when I want.
1: if you had like the talent competition part of the program, yes, is that
3: totally winning the ear wiggling competition? Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> hey, let's let's make sure that happens in Tennessee and we'll yeah. send us a video. Yes. That, that will get some views online for yeah, sure right. at salinarecord.com. Shameless plug. Audrey?
2: Man, that's tough. Um, I will go back on. Yeah, I am. Um, so in January, so I played the viola starting in the sixth grade and it was a requirement to either join band choir or orchestra in middle school through Plano ISD. Um, I chose orchestra. The violin seemed cool. My arm was too long for the violin. So they gave me a viola, um, played all the way through high school, played in my college symphony at UT Arlington. Shameless plug. And mm-hmm. um, we had some great experiences and then um, got, you know, got busy with college, got busy with my first job out of college, which is working at Stylical Media. And it just kind of fell off the rails and my dad mentioned you don't you don't play your viol anymore, and I was like, I don't play my viol anymore. That's really sad. Um, so I had some friends in the music world, and um, you know, kind of Googled what was available and joined the Flower Mound Symphony in January. We just wrapped up our season oh, here this past weekend. Um, I was not able to be at Splash and Blast because we had our concert that same night and played some great. Um, we had our patriotic concert; it was fantastic. But I've gotten to play some amazing pieces and meet some amazing people who are you know they're retired or their music professionals in the education world who just want to continue making music and I get to be part of it. So it's been a great journey. That's awesome. I just I didn't know you could top the ear
3: wiggling, but that's pretty good.
1: It is good. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Um, so mine is, some people may not know is my last name has is not always been Rogers. So I actually I used to be Ricky Phelps. Um so I was adopted by my father in uh, when I was 8 years old and that's when I became you know Ricky Rogers at the time because I was 8 and mm-hmm. now and now I'm Rick Rogers but uh the funny story is before that, before I got adopted, I loved Mr. Rogers as a little little kid. And I used to like dress like him with the sweaters and the shirts. And then like a couple years later, I became a Mr. Rogers. So my dream That's came awesome. through at the age of, at the age of 8 years old. So there we go. <laughs> All right, last question, and this is just for you, Jennifer. What do you want your legacy to be?
3: You know, I talk about that often about leaving a lasting global legacy. I want to make I don't need my name to be remembered, but I need my actions to be remembered and to make a difference. And so that's most important to me is, did I serve people? Did I help people? Did I elevate the atmosphere when I entered the room? Um, Did I make it a better place? And at the end of the day, that's my hopes and my dreams and that my daughters will continue the legacy of serving and helping people.
1: Well, that is the perfect, I think, place to end this podcast and this episode of On the Record with the Salina Record. Our guest today is the amazing Jennifer Daly, Thank you. Mrs. Texas me. International. And um, if you want to learn more about her mission, please go to the website cheeringonmoms.com. And again, remember kind of her mission there. It's unity in community. Embrace plus serve equals unity in community. And... Her book, Zoe the Zebra meets Lexi the Lion. Where can, where can they buy the book? We got to, we got to plug the book
3: everywhere. So it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart.com, Target.com, everywhere. Um, cheering on moms. You have a direct link there to the Amazon link.
1: Amazing. Amazing. And we're going to plug ourselves, too. Please make sure and pick up your copy of the Salina Record every Monday, chock full of local news, local news produced by Audrey Henvey. And make sure and check out all of the news every day online at SalinaRecord.com. You're listening to On the Record with the Salina Record, brought to you by the Star Local Media Podcast Network. Talk to you next time.